You are listening to The Quest for 100, a discussion on everything you never knew you wanted to know. And now your hosts, Justin and Brian. We are back on The Quest, The Quest for 100. As always, I'm your host, Brian, joined by my partner in crime, Justin. Hello, Brian. How's it going, Justin? Oh, it's great. I am here sitting in front of seven cups of M&M's. Life could not be better. Yeah, you're off the Whole30? Yeah, I have officially off Whole30, even though I ended it kind of a day early. That's okay. Due to Game of Thrones, but uh, I'm here and I'm ready to eat some M&M's. Great. Yeah. I'm excited. You always talk about how we need to do a topic that's that it's like my wheelhouse. This would be my yeah? wheelhouse. Oh, okay. I'm a big M&M's fan. Nice. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I always have M&M's. Yeah. Well, I, I enjoy an M&M too, but I would not put it in my expertise category. So I'm, I'm intrigued for this conversation. And, and this is a big conversation because we are uh, self-proclaiming this the start of season two yeah. of the quest for 100 we've we've gone through 25 episodes one fourth of the way there and uh to our goal which is 100 yeah but i mean we may not stop at 100 but we may not but we are one fourth to our goal we can always go beyond our goal of course right but the fact that we've been doing this for now 26 straight weeks is that's pretty crazy. cool yeah it's pretty cool that's, even if it doesn't matter if there's a year 52 weeks oh geez yeah we've done this for six months Wow. What? Good oh, job man. us. Yeah. Kudos to us. Well, what have, what have you been up to since last time we talked, Justin? Uh, well, well, not a ton other than uh, I had you over for some Game of Thrones. We talked about that last episode. Um, we will not go into that at this episode, but uh, very uh, ho-hum for me. That's, that's my rating of the last episode. I'm just like, eh, it's done. You know, it was a fun ride. It's over. <laughs> That's all you got? That's all I got. Wow. I, I've spent many uh, hours in the last, you know, six weeks debriefing every episode with uh, friends and colleagues. and uh, You're just done with it now. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of there. I might do a podcast or two that really digs into it just to check it out some more and make sure I didn't miss anything. But I'm not mad at it. I'm just a little disappointed. I saw that they found a another faux pas with the uh, plastic water bottle on set. Yes, yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure they'll edit out. Um, One thing I did want to know is that uh, at um, my uh, house where we hosted this party where you came over for Game of Thrones viewing party, I brought mead and it was not a hit with the people. Not many people liked it. It's an acquired taste. Yeah. But the kings and queens... They love it. The, so. the meat. What, what did you say it was? A mead and it was a regular honey. No, wine no, no, no. no. Your your throwback mead and something. Parties. Oh, Skyrim and mead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't even know if I brought that up in the podcast. Oh, that was a post podcast conversation. Oh, well, I forget. Between the scenes. <laughs> yeah, I forget nowadays. <laughs> but um, yeah, so for me, I, I went to the uh, the Mariners game. Yeah. Uh, on Saturday playing the twins which the twins were one of my my, one of my teams growing up interesting because my dad was from well he he was from wisconsin but grew up in minnesota and so the twins were his team well growing up in eastern washington it was more likely for me to go and see my dad's family 
and go to a Twins game than it was to even come over to Seattle because we didn't have anybody, you know, any family over here. So I really never, I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. growing up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you cannot be a fan. But uh, I was more of a a Twins and a Cardinals fan just because of where my my, uh, family were from. So that's kind of my... My since last time, but right now, let, let's jump right into our In the News segment. You're a newsman, I ever tell you otherwise? Punch me in the face! As we normally do in the news, uh, one of the big reasons why we are doing this topic is because, one, I'm a fan of M&M's, but two, because of the uh, f- the flavor vote that, that was going on, you can uh, buy these three types of of m&ms and their new styles that they want you to vote on until june 24th but the uh, vote only went until may 17th so it just wrapped up so in front of us here we have a a thai coconut peanut a toffee english toffee peanut and a mexican jalapeno peanut all three are peanut m&ms yes interesting yeah i knew that there was a tasting of it and i or not a tasting. I knew we were having a tasting of this, um, and that there was three new flavors. But the the fact that they're all peanut is interesting. Peanut is probably my least favorite type. Of, I didn't realize which, that. Yeah, we should we should discuss at some point. But the that'll um, come up in the friendship test. Yes, of course, of course. But uh, interesting. I thought that they would be like more of a creamier center. But we'll, the, we so two years ago they did have a a different flavor test um and i believe the mint mint uh crispy mint was the winner okay so this isn't the first time but this is this is a kind of geographical spin on it obviously with the thai the english and the mexican so Mm -hmm. um i they're sitting in front of us and it's very apparent which one is which yeah yeah, because so, of the coloration. So the, the tie has uh, some blue and, and some green and a kind of a white-ish color. Yeah. Well, we're going to try the uh, the tie here, which is very uh, very Pacific Northwest. Very green, blue, and, and white-ish. But I'm going to take it. I'm not a fan at all. <laughs> no. No, I mean like it. You can no. You can taste the the coconut, like the curry coconut. Mm-hmm. It's not terrible, but you I'm lose. not a huge coconut fan either. So, and that you can definitely get that. I'd rather have the coconut flavor curry. than yeah. There's the curry. In yeah, there's like... curry in there. <laughs> Is that what it was called? It's the Thai coconut. Oh, okay. I mean with the Thai. Yeah. All right. Coconut peanut. It it feels like there's actually coconut flakes in there. I don't know if there is. I kind of want to investigate that, but it it definitely is a very strong coconut with like an after curry taste, which is quite odd. I would say the peanut kind of falls aside. You can't even really taste the peanut. Well, and I was thinking about that about the chocolate too. Like you don't really even. Mm-mm. It's very strong with the the coconut and then kind of a hint of curry and chocolate together. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not not too bad. Um, I'm gonna. No, no, I'm not a fan at all. I'm I would not put it in my top M and M's, but I'm, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. I'm gonna give a try to this. What's this next one? This is the, the English toffee. English toffee. So English toffee is is brown 
with a lighter, basically two colors of tan, very indicative of the toffee look. I would say this is 0.001 better than the other one, but this is not what I expected. No, not at all. Wow. I I picture, when you say toffee, I picture Heath Bar. Yeah, same. And when it's I don't, toffee sometimes, or toffee's in, in the almost coffee family, in my opinion, and I do not like t- coffee, but I do like toffee. So if you screw it up, this in some ways tastes like coffee to me, yeah. and I don't same. like that. Same, yeah. I, I get the I get the very coffee. Yeah, I had high hopes for that. I did too. Probably the safest of all of them, and it might still be, but yeah, I would put that as a a uh, a meh out of pretty good scale. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's not bad. I wouldn't say it's bad. No. I would say it's definitely better than the Thai coconut. But, yeah, I was having the Heath Bar crunchy toffee thoughts, not not a coffee side of things. Yeah. So then, then we'll go to the, the jalapeno, Mexican jalapeno, and they are red, green, and yellow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um. I have one word rating, <laughs> and it's well. I want you to eat it. Have you put it in? No, yeah. no. The uh, the one word rating is why. <laughs> <laughs> why have you done this, M and M's? There's no reason for this. I. It's it's just I don't need this in my mm. life. I don't need I don't need this. It's not terrible. They've they've figured it out. They've you know, have a good combo maybe in there with a spicy chocolate, but Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's an interesting taste. Because it's a little more I was thinking it was gonna be a little bit like just a spicy chocolate. Yeah. And it it it's, And that's pretty popular these days to find a like spicy chocolate or something like that. Yeah. But it, it tastes almost earthy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Justin just mixed them all, all together. Thoughts? Mm. While, while you keep chewing, the, the, it's like an earthy taste to the jalapeno. Mm-hmm. It, it's not even like a spicy. Like, there is that spice to it. <laughs> but it's not, it's not what I thought it was going to be. Uh, so the, the last two have just been kind of a, I had high hopes for them. But they didn't. They so missed the mark. When you said earthy, and I just put all three flavors in my mouth, I could only think of just chocolate covered dirt, and that—that's kind of what it tasted like. Again, there's still some chocolatey flavor. It actually, I would say, all three of them together are just as good as each one alone. <laughs> if that means anything, that's not a good sign. Yeah, I would not buy this any of these three in a store. But uh, some people like trying new things. I'm one of those people, so I would have given it a try. I'm glad we're doing it here. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I would go out and spend any more money on these things. Yeah, we um, spent the money so you didn't have to. Right. Because now you can't vote on it, so really you would be buying it just yeah. out of uh, – I'm, I'm going to be interested to see – I think in August is when they're going to announce who's, who's actually winning this. I'm really going to be interested to see who wins this one because I think they missed the mark on on all three of them. I should have got 
I missed the mark on not purchasing the last flavor winner, or the the crunchy mint one, mm. to to compare. That's okay. We but, have other flavors that we'll get into trying here. Yeah. Um, there are so many different flavors. I was going to pull that into my my stats at one point, and then I just I lost track. There's so many. There's yeah. new ones. They retire them. It's, yeah. And, it's it's crazy. It's like Beanie Babies. They got so many different types. But uh, but kind of actually in connection to this. So I I in my news segment, uh, there was a recent article on this man Dan Michael, who just actually retired after 28 years of working for the Mars Company, and uh, so they they had a an interview with him talking about you know his experiences there and you know his kind of start and how it kind of changed and. Really interesting uh, op-ed on him, but essentially, he his like claim to fame was he in, invented or led the charge for the personalized M and M's, um, so you could get literally anything printed, pretty much anything printed on an M M&M, and M, which is you know very cool. And yeah. talked about getting something that's so unique and and personalized, like I said, uh, and put in mass right you know printed it um you know somebody sends in a photo and you can put that face on a thing is is pretty unique so that was kind of his background but but he's from the he worked in the research and development team so he worked on basically the teams that tried new things like this so mixing together uh all the ingredients and and he said that the R and D lab, which is what they, you know, the research and development lab, mm-hmm. uh, they essentially it was a kitchen, and so they would try all these different ingredients, they would mix it together, and then they would, you know, basically taste try it. And they said he said that uh, it was actually a really popular spot, so other departments would come down, uh, come down to just try different stuff on their breaks, and they would get opinions based off of the staff, and then they would put that into, you know. Um, actual, not necessarily go from staff to production, but but staff to then have some some uh, polls and 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 actually sit a little down bit more and, public. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which that brings me to my thought of, I really wonder what terrible versions they had to go through to um, get to these three. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a bunch, and they. Some that were crazy spicy or some that, you know, just tasted like normal M&Ms or whatnot. But they're unique flavors. And, and they I feel like these things have become, you know, they, they, are, they are staples. M&Ms ha- are staples. They will always be around or seem like they're always going to be around. And so they can experiment with these other things to see what works and what doesn't. Yeah. But but a lot of this is connected to calories and how they package things together and whatnot. So, um but I, I figured it's probably a good good time as any to, to jump into the the history on M&M's. So as Justin foreshadowed, I guess. Foreshadowed. I'm the history guy, and he is the stats guy when we drop a little knowledge here. So we'll do a little M&M's history. Forrest Mars Sr., the son of... The Mars Company founder, Frank Mars, those two had a falling out. So Forrest um, was living in the United States, decided, oh, I'm going to move over to England and in the UK and try to try my confectionery hand over in, in the UK. So this was about the 1930s, and 
when he was over there, he saw that there was this candy that troops were using during the Spanish Civil War, and they were called Smarties. And they were a chocolate candy that was covered in a hard uh, shell, which allowed the chocolate to be carried in warm climates without melting. So he decided that he was going to try his hand and bring that back to the United States. He joined forces with uh, Bruce Murray, who was the son of Hershey Company President William Murray. Okay. And what uh, Mars, Force Mars did is he partnered with Hershey to utilize the chocolate they were producing and manufacturing. And they partnered together and the initial M&Ms were created with Hershey chocolate in the huh. middle. That's pretty cool. I, yeah. I didn't know that that pass. I'm sure you'll get into the, the split there, but yeah. that's pretty cool. And and so um, that's where the M&M comes from. So it's Mars, mm-hmm. Forrest Mars, and Murray. Yeah. Bruce Murray. So an interesting kind of side note about those Smarties, because they uh, the United States has the Smartie that are like the tablet little candy, the Smarties that are produced in the UK cannot be sold here in the United States because the tablet little smarty has mm-hmm. the the copyright for that name. So that's why those chocolates, those smarties never made it to the United States and, you know, took over like the M&Ms okay. did. So, you know, I'm picturing smarties and I was like, I know I've had smarties. Mm-hmm. But I think the smarties I'm thinking of are the um the little chalky tablets. tablets. Yep. Yes. Um and that's okay. why the Smarties that are UK chocolate covered just like almost like M and M's chocolate right. covered with a you know the thin shell of sugar, um, which is called hard panning. Okay, um, those never made it to the United States because we had the tablet. Um, I don't even know how to describe them like chalky, chalky, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what things. Sure. But so this this arrangement that that Mars and and Murray created with the Hershey Company um, allowed for the candy, uh, the Hershey's chocolate to be used in the candy because there was thought to be this impending chocolate shortage with World War II coming up. So they started to produce M&Ms during World War II and they actually sold it directly to the military and exclusively to the military. So by the time the war was over, the GIs returned home and had this huge desire for M&Ms. Yeah. Um, and so they, they started to go public. And they started by being sold in cardboard tubes in colors of brown, red, green, and violet. Um, in 1948, the brown packaging that we kind of have come to know with um, the plain M&Ms mm-hmm. was introduced, and they went away from those cardboard tubes. Uh, 1949 was when they started their long-standing slogan of "melts in your hand." It melts in your, melts in your <laughs> That's hand. the opposite. Yeah. Of what it <laughs> melts is, in right? your mouth, not in your hand. It wasn't until 1950 that a black M was imprinted on the candies, 
And then in 1954, that was switched to the kind of iconic white M that's on all of them. Hmm. Also in 1954, peanut M&Ms were introduced, but they were only in a tan color. There was no other coloring to them um, until a few years later. So in 1964, uh, Forrest finally merged with his father's company, which separated them from Hershey's. And so he started to only use the Mars company to um, help produce the chocolate. So it, it, you know, took almost 30 or 23 years of Hershey producing the the chocolate to finally go inside to the Mars Incorporated. In 1976, uh, the color orange replaced the color red in response to the red dye scare. Oh, I was like looking at these. I was like, oh, red is around. Eventually red came back. So there was a scare over red dye number two, Mm. which was deemed to be carcinogenic in uh, nature. Eminem was using a different red dye, red dye number 40, because we all know, you know, what the difference is. Yeah. Which was safe, but the public was so weary about this red coloring, food coloring, and anything that they just decided to go completely away from it and and, um, just go with the orange. Yeah. So they eventually reintroduced the red back in 1987. So, you know, as you and I know it, we've never known anything without without the red. So Mm -hmm. 1981, it was the first candy taken into space uh, as the Columbia shuttle crew requested having M&Ms on board. Huh. Yeah, it, it, the durability of M&Ms is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, the fact that they were made for, you know, or not made for, but utilized within the military and, you know, they won't melt on you and now they're taking them to space because they won't go bad. It's pretty cool. In 1982, the iconic movie E.T. came out. And Steven Spielberg came to M&M's and offered the kind of iconic um, candy that the kid uses to lure E.T. You know, it could have been M&M's. Right. They passed on it, and it became Reese's Pieces. Yeah. And I think I saw somewhere that that was valued over $300 million of, you know, advertising that they didn't get. Yeah, I I uh, heard about this a couple years ago and was uh, shocked. As a kid, it probably it, – it didn't influence me at all. But, um, I mean, maybe my, my parents were slightly, um, you know, uh, when they watched it. But it that was a scary scene, by the way. Yeah. Um, I was terrified of E.T. when I fr- – I mean, I, was, I wasn't born when it first came out. But when I first saw it, I was probably like five or six, and I was terrified of, of aliens. And that specific scene where the alien is coming in his house, he's inviting him with these Reese's Pieces. And, like, it just it – was, it was terrifying. So, um Kudos for getting that terrifying scene um, to them. And it worked out for them. Good for them. Yeah. The other guys. The other guys. Yeah, not not M&M's. the M&M's. Yeah. Uh, and you talked about how s- there are so many varieties, and they've kind of come and gone and come and gone and, and you know, various t- time points. But in 1991 was when they really started to introduce some of these unique Version so ninety one was the peanut butter M and M's. I would guess in response to the success of Reese's Pieces in the eighties, after E T came out, 
um, you know, being a competitor to that directly. Mm-hmm. 1996, mini M&Ms were introduce i don't know if you ever had those when you were a kid coming out in the little tube yeah yeah good halloween candy yeah 1999 uh the crispy m&m was introduced it was soon uh discontinued in 2005 but then it reintroduced again in 2015 the pretzel m&m came in 2010 so you know a lot of movement throughout this and and you know things coming and going but always you have your plane, your peanut are kind of the two mainstays that, that will be here to stay for a good long time. I've even seen that there are now M&M candy bars and, you know, all of the different mm-hmm. types of things that Trail Mix uses a lot of, of M&M's. Um, you know, M&M's have started to make their own Trail Mix, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, very popular candy for sure. Yeah. So a little bit of the the stats behind uh some of this. So the so the standard bag contains a standard bag of like regular M&Ms contains about 57 M&Ms. And we we we're looking at these and we talk about the the color changes. So there's actually a science behind how they actually differentiate and how they fill each of these bags or at least the produce and so in 1997, there was a public announcement, if you would, um, at least some dialogue from the company that said that 30% of the M&Ms are, were brown, 20% yellow, 20% red, 10% orange, 10% green, and 10% blue. What was the first one? Uh, brown was the most popular. Um, oh, most popular. Yeah. Well, yeah, not necessarily the most popular, but the most used. So at 30% of... If you bought a package, there's a 30% chance that, that there will be brown M&Ms in there, or, or at least that it'll be made up of 30% brown. Um, so that has changed over the um, – there's also a – connected to the brown, there's some kind of fallacies that brown M&Ms – I think there was a movie, and I'm blanking on uh, – it was a chick flick that essentially said that he, ate, he eats the brown M&Ms because uh, they are uh, – I think less in sugar or less, or it's more chocolate because, but it, it's completely wrong. The, 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 f- um, flavor shouldn't change based off of it, but this person ate just the, uh, the brown ones. But anyway, I also saw that, uh, at one point green was considered an aphrodisiac. What? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, chocolate is in general. So maybe connecting the color to, I don't know. That's odd, but yeah, so there was a recent in, in 2017 somebody w- wanted to disprove this so they were looking to see if there was a difference in colors and uh, it, by the way it's the wedding planner wedding planner that's what it is with Jennifer Lopez and what was it Matthew McConaughey maybe mm-hmm. yeah so thank you um, but it became a little bit more split uh, recently so about 19.5% green eight about 19% orange 19% blue 15% red about 15% yellow, 13% brown. So brown actually falling towards the bottom. And I think that's more tied to the colorful nature, I think, that M&Ms want to kind of display in recent years. There's also 400 million produced each day of M&Ms. Wow. Uh, which is a lot. And it's actually, as as I was looking into this, I meant to say this up front, but 
M&M's, or not M&M's, but Mars is a private company. So unlike a lot of the things that we study from a company standpoint, they don't have to actually release any data on sales or any know you know specific stuff because they are not that they don't have to release it, but no, but that, that they're, they're a private, private company. company. Yeah, so um, it was a little bit of a challenge finding some of this stuff, but there was some studies on uh, favorite candy. So it, according to CandyStore.com, then it's the number two best-selling candy um, behind Skittles. So according to their website, they sell about I think they sell about 2.4 million pounds each year and uh they are behind skittles at 3.5 so Hmm. skittles actually wins on the halloween candy front and according to a survey by y pulse m&ms are rated the second most trustworthy snack candy brand among millennials and gen z and that's behind oreo oreos so it's Basically, young people tend to like M and M's. It's it's kind of transcended. I, yeah. I I feel like M and M's are just a classic go to for any age at any time, whether you're a little kid or you're an you know old old man. Yeah. But one of the things that I, I alluded to with with the calories is that uh, I believe each bag of M and M's, each standard bag of M and M's, is 250 calories, and. Uh, at times, and we don't have the bags in front of us, but at times you might find that there are differences in ounces depending on what type of M&M you get. So you might get a little bit more, a little bit less. Mm-hmm. And uh, I definitely noticed that when I bought all yeah, of these M&Ms. Yeah. So you, you look at that and you say, well, I'm getting a little less M&Ms or whatnot. And, you know, there's a lot of theories to that, and it's because – you know, is it because of cost? You know, is it a little bit cheaper to do this type of thing? Is peanut butter, you know, if you have peanut butter M&M versus a regular, is peanut butter a little more expensive to make? Then, you know, all those things come into factor, but it really all comes down. Uh, and there's, there's, again, really looking for some, you know, a needle in a haystack for some of the quotes that Mars will push out. But basically they said, you know, it's related to the calories. So huh. they always want to keep it, you know, that same amount of calories, so that you feel like it's just a small little snack and um, and easy to go. So, so yeah, that was that was my uh, my stats there, and um, it uh, yeah, I I think it's time to jump into some more M and M eating, Brian. You want an M M&M? and <laughs> M? Yes, I do. Okay, well, uh, so we've got we had seven total, so we've already tasted three of them. So I'd like to make a note that I have. Continue to eat these a little bit, and so is Brian. And Brian, I think, keeps eating the same <coughs> one because we are depleted on our our toffee ones. Um, yeah, he's not really touching the chai or the uh, jalapeno one. The Thai, Thai, or, not chai. Oh, I keep saying chai, Thai. Yeah, I, I, those other two, I can't really do. I, I so I will say that the second, but the second M and M I had of the jalapeno one, I was like, oh, okay, this isn't too bad. The third one after that one, I'm like, no, I don't like this. So I, I've i really just come back full circle, and I just don't really like any of the three. The toffee's not bad. It's it's fine. It's fine. I, I think the expectations I, was – The one thing I'll say about the, the jalapeno as well, and maybe it's mixing in with all this stuff. Also, I haven't had much chocolate in the last 30 days, mm. so this may be a little different. But I feel like I just had a meal. Uh, like this is – like that – that spiciness to it yeah. makes me feel like I've had more than candy. I've had 
dinner. So it's, so it's a meal replacement for you. <laughs> there you go. M&M's, jalapeno M&M's are meal replacement. I'm sure that's in whole, a lot of diet books. So, so we've got four more. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what they all are. Okay. I think you can probably guess two of the four. Yes. I can probably do that. So I'm going to go down the line. Yep. And I'm going to take one out, and I'm going to guess what I think it is as I hold it in my hand. So this, my guess is, and I'm sorry for all of you listeners who can't see it, but my guess is this is a regular M&M. Yep, plain. So that's a plain, nice little saucer mm-hmm. shape to it. Very small. Ten times better than any of these other flavors that I've already had today. <laughs> and a good palate cleanser, I think. I should probably keep coming back to that one, I would assume. Yeah, that's that's probably uh, a good call. Probably yeah. should have done that in the beginning. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. You can actually taste the chocolate in this one. So. Yeah. No, it's 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 a classic taste. You're never going to get something weird with them with a classic M M&M. and M. It's yeah. always just chocolate and sugar. And and it's the same proportion too with the the coating. Yeah. So this next one, I believe, is a more egg shaped, and I believe it is a classic peanut M M&M. and M. So all of these next four all have the same color. They all have orange, green, blue, yellow, and red, and brown. So there is no differentiation between colors of the the next or these four. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you were correct with the peanut. It's okay. just a plain yep. peanut. Yep. So this these next two are kind of not out there, but they are variations on the traditional. Yeah, so this one, just based off the shape, is is a fatter M&M. A little still disc-shaped, but fatter. I'm going to go peanut butter. It is not peanut butter. Oh, wait. Wait. What is this? What is this, Brian? <laughs> I was going in thinking peanut butter, and now it's not peanut butter. Nope. You want to try another one? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I expected to be acing this. What is that flavor? So pensive. So confused. Quizzical. It's not bad. So this is their hazelnut spread. Hazelnut. I would not have been able to guess that, but I've heard yeah. that there was a hazelnut. That's a relatively new one, I think. It is a new one, yeah. yeah. It just came out in, like, April, I think. Huh. Which is it's well, now I'm really try it knowing that it's hazelnut. I wonder if that changes my experience. Which is really interesting that they came out with a new one while trying to do their flavor vote. That yeah. I found odd. It's much better now that I know it's hazelnut. Yeah. I don't know if I would go out and buy it, but I think it's a little bit too much. Yeah. I wouldn't if someone had them sitting out on a table, I would eat them in a heartbeat. But I don't think I would go out and buy them. I would I would put well, I'd probably put uh, it's probably pretty equal to the classic to me, but I would probably put classic above them. I would put peanut at the bottom of these three. Really? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Now he's digging into this the fourth. This one to me looks like it uh, struggled in mal- in uh, manufacturing. Yeah. The, the consistency in manufacturing of the fourth and final one is Which not very good. makes me believe that this is a crispy M&M. You are correct. Mm. I haven't had a crispy M&M in years. I haven't either. I did really like them when they were first around. Yeah. I, I, it, ha- it might be like 10 years. It might have been the last time I went trick-or-treating 
was the last time I had crispy M&Ms. Well, I didn't even know they were still around. It, they discontinued in 2005 and then oh. came back in 2015. That's why. Oh, I well, haven't. no wonder I haven't. So, okay. Yeah. It's not it's not a you, it's a them thing. I would put Okay, so this is the last one I've tried. We've had seven total. We've had crispy, we've had hazelnut, we have had peanut, we've had regular, we've had uh Thai coconut. Thai coconut, English toffee and yep. Mexican jalapeno. Yeah, and I would put the crispy above all of these for me. Above the plane. Above the plane. Wow. Yeah. There's a lighter aspect to it. Yeah, that you're I right. Enjoy. Yeah. Um. So speaking of this, and I'm gonna we're gonna continue to eat. Sorry that you're not um, enjoying this with with us, listeners. But what what are your what's your favorite M and M? Do you have a favorite type of M and M? The peanut. Hands Is it down. the classic peanut? Classic peanut, hands down. Hmm. Now, I will say I did see the pretzel. There's a pretzel one that they have. You, you saw the pretzel and you didn't get it? Well, I had to make decisions on what I was going to get, right? I didn't want to spend a ton of money on – like, none of these were coming in little bags. These are all, like, the shareable size bags. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of peanuts. Or Wait, not, did you not oh, get the normal bags? They didn't have them. Oh, wow. So you got to – okay, I'm going to owe you some money. <laughs> <laughs> this is an investment. They, they were all the little – the shareable size. Okay. Otherwise, if they had all of the little bags, I would have gotten them all. If if it was a single serving, yeah, of all of them, but they didn't have that, so I did make some decisions. That's fair. Sorry, you listeners, made the wrong decision. But. You weren't. You weren't. Well, but I wanted you to try the hazelnut because that was That's true. That was you know the new addition. Crispy. I wasn't wrong because I'm technically glad you the crispy. Yeah. You see, there's a lot of great flavors. My so my favorite is the okay so yeah those bags are a little big they serve a family of four at least <laughs> um, ten servings ten servings okay well so my favorite is one bag that you did not get and that is the pretzel M and M's they are my favorite I actually stumbled upon a I thought this would be interesting to read off uh, a list of all of the M&M flavors and where they rank. It's a ranker site, essentially. And the number one most favorite, uh, and this is across all age groups and everything else, is the classic. Mm-hmm. Followed by peanut butter, which is what I really thought that one was. Um, I would put peanut butter right behind the, the, pretzel. the pretzel for me. Uh, I do enjoy the peanut butter, but it does kind of get old after a while. Peanut M&M's is number three. Followed by the crispy M and M's, pretzel, dark chocolate, no thanks, mint dark chocolate, which I don't really think I've had before, almond M and M's, mini M and M's, and then caramel M and M's round out the top top ten. Uh, interesting enough, you know the the vote just happened on these new these three new flavors, so they have been put in, and so there's a list of. 49 total flavors that M&M's have had or have. Yeah. And this is new, so it's not surprised that number 48 and 49 are the Mexican jalapeno and the <laughs> Thai coconut. Granted, it's all based off votes, but they are not faring too well to start. But also interesting enough that the uh, English toffee, is that what this one is? Yep. 
So that one has jumped up to 37 overall. So okay. there's actually about 10 types that people just don't like. What was what was just in front of the uh The new ones? Yeah. Pumpkin spice latte. Oh. Yeah. Also orange vanilla cream, strawberry nut, chili nut, pecan pie. Hmm. Were some of the okay. ones at the bottom of the list. Wow. Um I would be interested in trying some of those, but they're safe bet they're they're pretty bad. Yeah. So uh this is this is, I reference a little bit, but can you can you taste differences in the colors? No. No shot. I can, I can't either. I I, I can taste so Here's the one thing I'm always interested about. So, the plain tastes completely different than if you were to eat the peanut but not actually eat the peanut. Does that make sense? So, like, if you were to just lightly bite down on on the peanut M&M without eating the actual peanut, Mm -hmm. and you were just eating the chocolate, it tastes different than the plain. I'm not surprised by that. I, I would not... You know, and again, they don't share this information, but I would not be shocked if it is slightly altered chocolate for each version because you want one for the peanut. It might be a a slight difference in flavor to accompany or complement the peanut uh, versus just a classic one. Or it could be in your head, too. Well, my thought is that it's the difference of the coating, the sugar coating. Sure, yeah. See the the size difference? Yeah. The it's kind of my argument with Reese's Pieces versus Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, or um, you know any variation of the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups that are minis. Like mm-hmm. the proportion that you have, based off of um, your know, proportion to, in this case, the hard coating. In the Reese's case, it's to the peanut butter mm-hmm. has a significant difference and impact on your actual taste buds and what you feel like it tastes like. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And I think every variation is, is going to be, you know, slightly different. It's like the mint. The mint has a, a much, much different taste mm-hmm. on top of just the mint part of it. Yeah. Than the peanut or the plain or whatever it might be. Yeah. There's a different consistency there. So it's like a completely different experience. Which kind of takes me a little bit back in the day with those mints. The mint M and M was, you know, my mom. My mom knew I loved M and M's, so the mint M and M was always like the holiday treat, and we would always have bowls of mint M and M's around, yeah. or using the mint M and M's in the. You know desserts that we made. So when I actually made the, uh, the I called them Rudolph antlers for you. Yeah, yeah, I remember that had a they were great um, a mint M M&M and M as the red nose for Rudolph. Huh. a classic Brian household uh, dish. That was pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I can't say your last name. <laughs> it sounds so awkward when I say Brian household. <laughs> You're all named Brian. Yeah, everybody, everybody. Uh, so my my back in the day while we were living in the past. I remember, I don't remember many things in my past because I have a bad memory, but I do remember when this came up that back when I was in elementary school, we used to use M&Ms in math all the time. Did you ever do that I at think all? we were Skittles. 
Oh, really? I don't think we ever use M&Ms. Yeah. I remember using M&Ms pretty vividly. And it was some of my favorite classes or, or sessions or whatever they were at the time. But because you'd like – you'd count them out. You'd put, d- differentiate. You Sometimes you'd learn uh, – maybe later on you'd learn like probabilities and all that. But but just like counting by different colors yeah. and then, you know, put it on the, the sheet of paper and then you'd like eat one. And you know, it was just – I don't know. There's there was a joyous memory in my mind of just counting with M and M's of eating eating, eating a candy straight off a table that had probably yep. not been cleaned. Yep, oh, and been such touched a good by time. a number of people. And... Such a good time. I'd go back. I would do it again, even huh. with what I know. All right. Well, are you a M and M's, Skittles, or Reese's Pieces type of person? So here's this is a tough question for me, a really tough question. Because I love all three. If you put the classic of each version against each other, so the classic M&M versus Reese's Pieces versus um, the Skittles, I would put uh, I would put Skittles as number one, followed by Reese's Pieces, followed by M&Ms. And that's a tough one because... I used to really love Skittles. They were like one of my favorite candies. And I have slowly lost a little bit of that love, and I've grown in appreciation for M&Ms. But I would still have to probably stay true to what I've, I've most of my life has been around. Yeah, see, I'm not a Skittles person at all. Mm-hmm. I I don't like the fact that they all have different flavors, and so you can't just pop them in your mouth all together. What do you mean you can't do that? No, you can totally do that. No, that's yes. horrible. No, you it's... probably were one of those people when you were a kid that made the whatever sludge water or whatever it was in all the different types of flavors of soda. I mean, I might have experimented a little bit, but <laughs> but I mean, Skittles are great because you have such a variety, right? Like you have the five different flavors within them. Um, and then you can, despite what you think is right, you can mix them all together, and they're just this big treat. They're a fruity treat. No, so I'm a I'm an M and M's above and beyond everything else. Reese's is a far and distant second. Mm. Skittles is probably even a far and distant third. Wow. Do you have you ever mixed M and M's and Reese's pieces? No, I have not. It's actually not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna once we're done with it. I mean, maybe I'll try it right now. I was gonna mix some of these, like some yeah. of the regular with the jalapeno, and see if that kind of helps it cut down mute on mute it a little bit. Uh, well, while you're doing that, I wanted to know, and so this is a differentiator for me. But do you put M and M's or chocolate chips in pancakes? I've never done M and M's. Okay, I've done chocolate chips. Yeah, never M and M's. Okay. So you you'd probably if between the two you'd probably prefer the M M&M, and M or prefer the the chocolate, chocolate chips chip. just because you've only experienced that. I think it's the hard coating that makes it like any of these that you know you warm up. That hard coating just doesn't handle like in the coloring doesn't handle real well right. that sugar. Yep. By itself, and if it were to melt, doesn't taste very good. Yeah. So w- would you say the same thing for cookies then? Yeah. Do you prefer chocolate, like a chocolate? I would chip prefer chocolate, but but that's a little bit better because the 
I mean, I've never tried the pancake, but the pancake yeah. is just a, such a different consistency. And then you have this hard shell yeah. that's kind of melted, but not really melted yep. that you're biting into. Whereas with the chocolate chip, it melts into the right. pancake for consistency's sake. Yeah, Cookie's a little different because your, cons- your consistency isn't completely like buttery, fluffy. It's mm-hmm. still got a little bit of crunch to it. So yeah. that that uh, M&M sugar coating is okay. Right. I would still prefer a just straight chocolate chip. Yeah, I'm, so I'm with you on both of those. I've had uh, both in pancakes. I've also had Skittles in pancakes, and that is gross. <laughs> Sounds terrible. So I actually, one of my, we, maybe we can do a podcast on pancakes at one point. But, Ooh, um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> just cook up some pancakes. But I, I am a... Uh, connoisseur when it comes to pancake cooking because i like experimentation in my flavors okay um but yeah so i've I've tried skills they're not very good but in line with that i wanted to ask you this and i think i know what your answer is but do you ever put m&ms in ice cream oh yeah you do yeah and you have no issue with this no it's like a uh it totally contradicts what you were just saying about the pancakes and the cookies no because it's not melted oh so you you actually don't want it melted at all. You would rather it rock hard and break your teeth. Uh, That's what you're telling me right now, Brian. Have Have you ever had a frozen? Have you ever had frozen M and M's or like frozen Snickers bar or frozen yeah, Heath bar or anything? They're not. They're okay. They're, well, frozen see, Heath bar. No thanks. <laughs> That's like break. That'll break your teeth for sure. No. Yeah. So like you don't have blizzards or I or love blizzards. McFlurries. I never get. I never get M and M's in them. It is the worst ingredient to put in a blizzard. In no. My, in my opinion, of, of of things that normally taste good, it is the worst thing you could put in a blizzard or a sundae or anything like that. It literally gets – it turns into rocks. It turns into rocks. And unless you're going to swallow them whole, which hey, – what's the point? You chew them. You chew the rocks? No. Yeah. No, it's a ter- – no, no thanks. The worst ingredient to put in, in ice cream because it immediately gets – Ice. I never really thought about it, but I I don't I always I've ruined it the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't always. <laughs> if I go and get a blizzard or oh. any McFlurry or whatever, it's not my top choice. But it's probably two or three. Okay, see, it is probably towards the bottom for me. And every once in a while, it you know I say you know what M&Ms, I trust you, right? I trust you. You're a good brand. I'm gonna throw you in on the top of my Sunday. And I always regret it every time. It's like, why did I do this? I just wasted. See, I, th- I think for like a, a blizzard or shake or concrete or whatever you want to call them, my biggest issue is that they don't get dispersed well enough throughout the the shake. And so sure. they're all like they don't mix in well. And that's really what you need is you need kind of a consistent mix, not like, oh, all of them are in this little corner yeah. of this blizzard or shake or whatever it might be so yeah i mean i'm not a huge fan of it but sundays i would be sundays good yeah i'll, uh, I'll do it on uh, sundays agree to disagree i guess but potentially more polarizing probably not do you ever put m&ms in popcorn i have never done that have you ever thought about it or is this the first time hearing i about have it? i have never even thought about it i've done the chocolate covered raisins Okay. I've done some other chocolates. I've never and you've done put that in into your the popcorn. Ice cream? 
popcorn. Or, or, sorry, in your popcorn? Yeah. Okay. Interesting that you would do those things and not try the M&Ms in there. Because I like M&Ms by themselves. What, like, But the, the thing with M&Ms is that they are this classic chocolate. There's nothing much to them. It's just chocolate. And so for me, putting in chocolate with the popcorn is just a, it's, it's a cool, um, unique flavoring. Yeah. I don't know why I would ruin two good things. Like you just vanilla, make them better, man. Vanilla ice two cream great things by together. itself is not good. But if you if you only have vanilla as an option and you need to add something to it, yes, okay, I'm going to go add some M&Ms. Popcorn by itself is really good. Sure. M&Ms by itself, really good. But what you're you're saying that logically two good things can't be together. It's chocolate and peanut butter, right? Like it's it's greatness, two great ingredients together. I'm not saying that you do it all the time. I don't do it all the time either, mainly because a bag of M&Ms at the, at the movie, movie theater, theater is, so is like yeah. $10. Yeah. But um, but the two together is great. I also How do re- you mix them together? Because wouldn't the M&Ms just follow the bottom? That does happen sometimes. Um, so typically what I do is I, I, I will shake a little bit on the top, <coughs> and then I'll eat. And then I'll shake a little bit more on the next layer, and then I'll eat and kind of do that. And then eventually it gets down to the bottom, and you're that's the one downside of doing it is you're fighting kernels with M and M's, and that is that is a flaw of that's of dangerous. The, it is that's probably worse than M and M's in ice cream. It might be. It might. It's up there because you get that surprise if you get a handful, or you're, you're fighting off those other ones. So I, but I, I really like that, and I also. Um, Sometimes I've even experimented one with just Reese's pieces in in it, and sometimes with M and M's and Reese's pieces and popcorn. You are going crazy. Yeah, I, it's good. I like, <laughs> <laughs> I like I like all of those, but I highly recommend it. Actually, um, local to the Seattle area, the Cinerama has chocolate popcorn. I, that's um, very which good. Is very unique. I don't know how many other theaters do that, but it's kind of like a powdery chocolate so it's not uncommon for people to be mixing chocolate and and popcorn no and and that that actually chocolate covered popcorn is really good i wonder if m&m's has ever thought about that kind of flavor a a A popcorn flavor popcorn choc yeah you're listening mars yeah we're we're, mr mars we're gonna attach you tag you on social media on this uh podcast so that you learn about chocolate covered popcorn yeah, M and M flavored popcorn. <laughs> we really, we really sold M and M flavored okay. popcorn. Please All right, well, that. we are we are an hour in, and so we're thinking delusionally because we can't even yes, finish our sentence there. So, of course. let's let's do some delusional thinking. You know, I saw someone on the street eating M and M's with a spoon. Yeah, did you eat M and M's with a spoon? No. I don't think I've ever done that. Jerry Seinfeld saw somebody on the street doing it. Well, this week our delusional thinking question, which I I really enjoyed you coming up with this delusional (laughs) thinking question because it is out there. (laughs) So would you rather swim a mile in M&M's or marshmallows? (laughs) This is an interesting one because I think it gets a little more technical than, than you might think. And I, as I came up with this, I don't. I have one thing that's sticking in my head, and why I would choose it. But I, I'm going to talk this out. Okay. So, 
if you're swimming in M&Ms, I feel like you're more likely to die. <laughs> I <laughs> At least my gut tells me that. Because I think you're going to... For some reason, I feel like you're going to sink to the bottom. So you have to be a good swimmer in the M&Ms. But maybe it... it, it is similar to if you're swimming in water, maybe, or I'm comparing that to to the marshmallows. I think the M&Ms would uh, be a little bit easier in motion, but more risky with with sinking to the bottom and, and dying. That that's my initial thought. So you're going with marshmallows. I'm going with marshmallows. Um, actually, no, I am not going marshmallows <laughs> because. Of this other factor, which because I didn't talk about the marshmallows, the other factor is, so it might be more difficult to move through the marshmallows, but because I think you're just going to be up at the top mostly, so you're just going to be like it's a bunch of like pillows, right? But the thing is, the more motion you're doing, you're going to get a little bit sweatier, and then you get sticky marshmallow skin all over whatever, and that is terrible. So, like. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yep. Like the sticky marshmallow, yep. like yep. sugary. Oh, it's terrible. And M&Ms, they don't melt when you're swimming through. So I'm going to go with the M&Ms with my choice. That, that's my long-winded answer. Yeah. So I, I will have to agree with you on this okay. because, one, I mean, I would love to swim in a pool of marshmallows or, excuse me, M&Ms. Sure. And, you know, maybe a few slip into my mouth and I eat a few, you know, because <laughs> – Ultimately, when you're swimming, you're probably taking in a little bit of water. So I would assume that you would take in a few M&Ms here or there. Sure. I'm picturing it like a ball pit. Yeah. Where, yes, you may sink a little bit, but at some point I don't think you're going to, like, sink to the bottom, bottom of of the Can M&Ms. Can you imagine trying to get out of that, though? If you do sink, start, like... That's just, that's scary. <laughs> For some reason, the marshmallows don't scare me in that same way. Like, like you talked about. I think oh, it'd you be like a bring a cloud. Yeah, like I, I feel like you. If you start sinking in the bottom, you said you're gonna bring in some M and M's. You're gonna like, <gasps> and you're gonna like take in all the M and M's. Where if I go <gasps> with a marshmallow, like one of them might go in, and then you just spit it out, or whatever. But I just uh, eat it. Or just it's, they're eat edible. It. They are edible for sure. I would it, definitely flavor wise. I would enjoy the M M&M and M swimming for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely gonna have to go with M and M's. It. It just. I, I would enjoy it too much. It would be like, you know, swimming in a bunch of cash or like that would be so much enjoy enjoyment. You know, doing a little backstroke on sure. top of M and M's. Do you ever watch uh, Patch Adams? Yes. Yeah. So the what was it? Jello. There was a swimming yes. pool of Jello. Yes, it's kind of like that, and you know, it'll be a really unique experience. Um, I think it will take me a long time, though. Yeah, we are. What do we say? A mile? That's gonna. It's yeah. gonna be a long time. For it's us. gonna be a. That's long That's why mile. I said like it would be more like a crawl than a swim. I sure, think. sure, um, and that's why I'm saying you're going to, you're going to start getting sweaty when you're swimming. So I want to avoid. The M and M's will stay intact. The marshmallows will get all sticky, and then then you get heavier too. It's a whole thing. I'm I'm with you. We're going full M and M's swimming a mile. Well, after this episode, we have probably almost <laughs> enough to start our little pool <laughs> of M and M's. 
It's true. You know, all the jalapeno M&Ms and Thai well, coconut that will be left over. Would, will... Yeah. That would be kind of a sucky way, though, if they're all mixed together and you start taking in M&Ms and you end up getting one of the jalapeno ones instead. Yeah, you'd probably start to choke. Yeah. And... Yeah, that would rough. be tough. Rough. Tough. Well, uh, it's been another fun one. But yeah, you know, it, it's, this has been... This has been good. I'm glad I'm off Whole30 so that we can I actually have these food podcasts again. I think they are some of my the most fun I have with the podcast because we get to eat. I mean, again, we're thinking totally selfishly. Uh, you know, listeners, hopefully you're still getting Yeah, but this one, this one was of definite value to the listener because now they don't have to go buy these three flavors and yes. even worry about trying them. And, and there is a probably 50-50% chance if you're listening to this episode that you have M&M somewhere near you. Whether you're in the car, you stop at the store, you can enjoy them with us, or you can just get them from your house because you probably have them there too. They're, they're classic candy. Or you're going to get some of the leftovers of ours. Or that, yes. Please come by if you need m Yeah. We have plenty. <laughs> well, <laughs> as always, subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts or follow us on Facebook at Quest for 100 podcast or on twitter at the quest for 100 thanks for joining us on the quest for 100